You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. This week's rugby story belongs to a proud Cumbrian who managed to represent his hometown early in his career. He's also had spells at Witness, London, and currently plies his trade for Hull FC, an uncompromising pivot player who can cover 6, 7, 9 and 13, while never looking out of place in any of them positions. A good lad and a loving family man. Ladies and gents, Mr Jordan Johnson. For all the latest regarding Trot the Egging, please add John Hetherington on Facebook, at John Heth, H-E-T-H on Twitter, at Trot the Egging on Twitter, and Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in on Instagram. Right, JJ, how are you and the family doing, mate? Yeah, we're good, mate. Um, settled in sunny Hull and that. <laughs> taking it day by day mate just enjoying ourselves right so before we get stuck into your story mate where was home for you and who was with you Whitehaven um, born and bred Cumbrian uh, from Whitehaven grew up on Branstein um, on the hill in Whitehaven um, lived with my mum dad and two brothers and my dog um, and then I had another two siblings that, that were moved out and a bit older. Um, but yeah, I've come, come from like quite a big family. Right. So that's where the competitive edge comes from then, mate, yeah? Yeah, a little bit fighting with the brothers in the house. Enough every day. Rugby. Yeah, do you know, <laughs> I, was, I was probably the peacemaker. I was quite chill, to be honest. No one really bothered. I just right. used to do it. So how was you introduced to rugby, mate? How did that come about? Um, I think being from Whitehaven and and rugby league, that's that's what Whitehaven and West Cumbria is. Do you know what I mean? You just it's just yeah. and you know everyone in your family plays it. Your dad's played it in the past. Your uncles, your brothers. Do you know what I mean? There's always there's always um, connections with rugby league, and you know for me it was always my my older brother always used to play and um, up at Hells, and you know we used to go and watch and stuff and. You know that that's sort of what got in, got got me into it and that and then you know as soon as I was old enough I was straight up up on Kells Pit you know with balling on. Yeah. So what was what was your junior school like? Was rugby is rugby just totally ingrained in Cumbria schools clubs everywhere? Yeah, junior school not so much. I think I think junior schools more sort of leave it to the to the community clubs to sort of do it like, but. You know, at junior level, you do get um, like White Urban community coaches coming in and stuff. That that was sessions used to come in from them, but yeah, it was it was more coming from like community clubs and stuff stuff at at, at junior school. Yeah, and who else was up there, Jay? So who, who were like your your rivals up there then? So there was those Kells, and then at our age group, we had a really strong team at our age group at Kells. Um, but the biggest rival was Woff Brow. Okay. So there was Hensingham, Wathbrow, Egremont, Lauka, and then you went out to work it and you had Seaton, Glasson, Maryport, Maryport, Ellenborough. So there was, it was quite a decent competitive yeah. league. Um, but, you know, Wathbrow against us, because when when I was at Kells, we always used to, there was only under 12s, under 14s, under 16s. So one year you were bottom age, one year you were top age. Yeah. But when we were top age, no one could no one could compete with us in 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 Cumbria. Do you know what I mean? We were we was that good. 
down barrel and stuff. Right. It was just so, that. What happened with like was was there a sound team system for you? Yeah, there was. Um, area they used to call it, and um, yeah, but I, I got on that a couple of years, um, and we used to we used to go about a bit. I think we maybe went down to Wigan and Lee. I think, if I can remember rightly. Um, but there's there's always one thing that that stuck out. There was service area, which was basically like town team, and then you went on to like a regional regional camp. Yeah. Um, where it was like split off into Cumbria, Yorkshire, and Lancashire, and um, I can I can always remember this, and like I'll, I'll always remember it to the day because I didn't get picked, I didn't get picked for it, okay. and, and I can remember like all the lads, like different clubs, my my club Kells and stuff. They all got these um, blue, like I think I think it was Puma at the time, blue hoodies, like regional hoodies, and they all yeah. used to feel in them and that. And I was like, I wasn't like. Um, I wasn't like upset about it or out like that, but I was a bit more embarrassed that I didn't get picked. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was like a little bit of a, a little bit of a turning point for me to be on sort of like kick on, you know, and and, yeah. and be. Um, but yeah, that's always something something that sticks with me that because I can I, I used used to go to school and all the boys would be in the hoodies and that and yeah. you know I was like just cruising about in my Kelsey. <laughs> so. <laughs> Before we go back a little bit, so you've obviously you've used that mate to good effect rather than sulking about it, and yeah, you've, yeah, you've, you've used it as a memory to to kick you on and remember them little daft times because they are yeah, now. Yeah. but it's mad how it still sticks with you, really. So how how was your transition into high school, mate? What sort of it was you? Yeah, it was good. I was, I was, I, I don't, I don't think I was in. A naughty kid. I was normal, um, probably a little bit more intelligent than I than I um, done myself justice for, um, you know. But no, high school was high school was good. It was never really got into trouble or anything like that. Um, yeah, it was it was steady away to be honest. Probably didn't hit the heights I wanted to in terms of GCSEs and that, but I come out all right. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was all right, mate, to be honest. Was rugby always the focus, yard, or did you have ambitions to do another career? Um, yeah, I, I don't think rugby was ever the sole thing, to be honest, because I never, ever thought I was good enough. Okay. Is that just coming back from that regional stuff yeah, as well? A little bit from that, and then obviously moving on to, like, under-14s and stuff. And then there was, like, a few of the boys... Moved on to a couple went to Wigan, one went to Warrington, and sort of like I just got missed, didn't get selected, or what whatever happened. And you know, at Cumbria at the time, there wasn't any other pathway into rugby rather than a big club come up and, and take you. So, you know, I wasn't really really thinking about being a rugby player. And then the RFL set a regional academy up in. Um, Cumbria, the northeast, and the Midlands. Okay. And it was sort of like acting like a pathway to be professional. So basically, they started it and they set an academy up. So like this is like moving on a bit. Like after I left school, I got asked to go on to this thing, and you were basically signed on as a professional. Yeah. 
and that's how like sort of everything else come after that. You know, I really bought into to what they were doing, and you know, just just worked my ass off, and you know, put myself in the shop window. You know, because we would go around, we'd go down and play against Super League clubs and stuff in the academy and, and stuff like that. And um, that's how I ended up coming up against Witness actually first time. Yeah. Right. So it was very worthwhile doing it. So how did you find the standard from high school, mate? Did you have a high school team? We had a high school team, yeah. yeah. So how was your standard at school compared to at Kells? Good, like, because obviously we had the majority of our Kells team, we all, because there's only two schools in Whitehaven. Yeah. There's St. Benedict's Catholic School, which is where I went, and then there's Whitehaven School. I think it's Whitehaven Academy now. Yeah. Um, so everyone who played for the teams rather went to St. Benedict's or went to Whitehaven, but everyone from Cleeton were where Woff Brow was. Yeah. They, majority of them went to St. Benedict's with us. Oh, right, OK. Our team was strong. Like We, we had a good team. Um, you know, we never quite cracked the national comp, um, you know, but we, we we were always a very good competitive team. Um, just used to fall short that last, last little bit at the end, but... Right. You know, it was all right, but it wasn't. There wasn't like um, there wasn't like a league because there wasn't that many schools. Do you know what I mean? So it was you were playing every so often. Yeah. Well, every game virtually would have been an away game for you as well. If you was, it's a bit of a graph for a kid, isn't it? Yeah, and like sometimes we want to like play at Maryport against Neverall and that, and they were just sometimes we just pointless. Do you know what I mean? Like because it was just just a walkover, but um, uh, it was more Kells that was competitive and stuff. That was that was a lot better. And did Union ever come across your path, mate, or was it always rugby league? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I played rugby union for a couple of seasons. Um, not at Whitehaven, because they didn't, Whitehaven didn't run a youth team at the yeah, time. Because they're seeing your side, aren't they? Yeah, so yeah. we went up to Egremont. Okay. Um, my little brother used to play, my little brother was really good, actually, and I just used to go up for something to do when, when we weren't playing rugby league. And I can't, I can't hold my hands up and say I knew all the rules, but... You know, oh, to, yeah. it, it was a rugby ball in your hands and, you know, it was a compete, you know, so, you know, I used to enjoy it. I did not not like it. We used to play it at school that as well, you know what I mean? I, I did enjoy it, but, you know, it was always rugby league for me. Right, and did did either call open your eyes to the other call, so the way you seen the game, or was you pretty good with your brain anyway? No, I was all right, mate, and to be honest, I think I was so young, I just... At that age, you just want the ball in your hands, don't you? Yeah. So, like, I never got involved in any of the stuff, and I didn't fancy getting started. I was waiting for a ball to come calling, but no, I didn't. I didn't carry on playing past probably I was 13, 14, so I didn't really get into the really technical part of the game. You know what I mean? It was just more yeah. fun at that yeah. time. And have you always grew up in a pivot position? So, what, 7, 9, 13? Yeah, always grew up playing halfback. The first, the first ever game I played as a hooker was my debut for Witness at Catalans. All oh, right, okay. I was always half through <laughs> in the. Deep. I can remember yeah. playing Sam Mower and Dave Taylor and thinking, "What the fuck am I doing here?" <laughs> so when when the when you're in that academy, like you said, it's a bit of a shot window. How's how's it work with school or a college or something like that, mate? What what happens with that? So basically, it was basically what the Super League clubs were running, where the it was full time, mate. Like it was, yeah. it was hard graph. Like we were in there early, and we used to get home 
four or five o'clock. So we'd get in early, we'd maybe do gym and train, and then we'd done the sports science course because it was based at Lakes College. So okay. everything out of there, so we didn't have to move. Um, so we ran the same course as what all the street league clubs were doing. Oh, that's right. Get all the rehab in that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, physios and everything. They had everything, mate. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, how long was it before Whitehaven come and took you on then? Um, was there anyone else after you at that point? Um, so I, I'd actually... You, you probably didn't know that, but I, I came to witness when I was... 17. Okay. Came to witness for one month. Yeah. Played uh, against him and ended up getting a phone call um, of Phil Finney um, saying, like, do you want to come down on, on loan? Uh, it was sort of a loan because we contracted them, but, like, they wouldn't stand away because that was the whole part of it. Yeah, yeah. And it was me and T. Rickson who plays at Barrow now. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were in the same programme and we ended up going to witness on, on loan for the month. With like an option to, op- with, we they were giving us an opportunity to prove ourselves and yeah. so they're there, but that come about and then at the time they weren't they weren't housing anyone. Okay. Really have any families that they were taking houses in where they weren't really as developed as like your Wiggins and stuff who who had families there that were things. So I ended up going there for a month and then I went back to the academy, and then that's when I went to Whitehaven. Okay. I think it was. Um, might have been the same season or the season after and they were struggling for numbers but we always used to do a poor sessions against them um, like of a Thursday night you know like when they were preparing for games and you know me being me I just used to just go for it and an opportunity mate yeah. just, just to try and do my thing and that and you know they invited me down it was James Cole the head coach at the time um, and and he said you good to play this week, and we were playing Halifax. And looking back now, mate, I was nowhere near ready to. I was nowhere near ready to step up to that level. I hadn't been in the system, and I played at Halifax away, and we got battered. And yeah, I, I wasn't great, but you know it was a massive learning curve for me. Um, Did not dropping out with you though, no. No, I didn't didn't knock my confidence because I sort of knew what it was at the time. Um, I just went away and then it, it, I didn't play the week after. It was a derby at um, Summer Bash and he said, oh, I can't play. You're like, you had my stats up and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm not stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But then he played me the week after against Lee. <laughs> top of the league, mate. <laughs> yeah, just two of the big boys in three yeah. weeks. I... I I played with no pressure and I think I ended up scoring and grabbing an assist or something and doing really well. You knocked a few goals over as well, didn't you? I think so, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be modest, mate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I can remember that. And then after that, after that, that's when I ended up getting the phone call from from Phil and, and Hodge about going back to witness and you know, we got settled. So how was you in, in a new changing room, mate? Did you find it easy to integrate? And all rugby's quite good for that, but it still takes a bit bit of balls to go in and introduce yourself and that, doesn't it? Like witness on Whitehaven, because you've 
you've you've pushed yourself yeah. there, haven't you? Yeah, at Whitehaven it was wasn't too bad because it's a small town, a lot of the lads are local and I'd been down training a bit before, so that was quite a seamless transition to be honest. They were they'd all been in your position before type of thing, obviously being local and, and stuff. Um yeah, and, and witness was sort of done in stages. So like I didn't when I went to witness, I didn't go directly in with the first team. I went in with the academy first. Um, but I already knew Brad Walker, yeah. so when you know someone, it makes it a lot easier. And then obviously Brad's little sidekick, Ollie, and then Reese, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then yeah. <laughs> the rest so, is it. Now, I'm quite an easy person to. I'm never really in an awkward situation, you know. I can, I can talk to anyone, do you know. What I mean, so you know, the transition wasn't wasn't too difficult for myself, to be honest. Uh, I've seen everyone share, seeing around Vicky Park, mate. You don't talk to everyone. Uh, <laughs> so what what happens with the academy then into integrate? Is it straight away you're into sort of? Well, you're on. Are you in a pre-season or have you come a little bit into the year? Come halfway through the season. Right. Uh, How was that? It was all right. Because I was just, mate, I just wanted to get down there. Like, I'm like, this opportunity is coming up and, you know, it's dragging on a little bit. And I just don't know if it's ever going to come. And then I got the phone call off Hodge. And um, I can remember I was out with my mates. We were at like a house party or something at the time. And this, this number was ringing me. And I was like, oh, who the hell is this? And he was like, oh, you better answer it. And I answered it. And it was better. I'll just your voice on that. It was like, you come down from one day, and I was like, oh, yeah, of course I can. Um, and well, can then. Yeah, I just never looked back, mate. Like, it was look, the best thing that ever happened to me, to be honest. Yeah. So, talk, talk yeah. about your first game in the academy, how the academy works, and what, what happens with integration? How did, did he drip feed you then? Did he or? No, straight academies. It was at the time, it was full on, full time. You did get your in in the morning, six o'clock before the first team would start to do your weights, and then you'd be back, you'd go home and then come back after they'd finished. Right. Young lads who were still in college would do college in the day and then come back at the time. So it was, it was bum full on. And then if you were one of the better players, you'd then get asked to go and train with the first team and you'd filter in with the first team. And, you know, it was it was hard work. It's not as like, it's not like this, it's not as easy as people think. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like young lad and stuff. It, 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 it really is hard work and it takes you out here, but, you know, you've got to sort of put that to the side sometimes and look at the long term rather rather than the short term. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like people have said on previous episodes, mate. No one sees you Monday to Friday, did he? No, that's all. Just see your game day and judging on a game day when you've put all the grafting, and you'll be putting grafting the next day recovery. Some people just don't don't see that, and you know they they pay the money to go to the game, so they've got every right to criticise you and stuff. But you know, people don't know you as a person and what sort of pe- person you are at training and. Yeah. do actually work so it's just one of them things it's just part and parcel of being rugby player in it mate you just you, you got a copy sometimes yeah mate I, I got no abuse of the words only when I was walking mate that's all I got <laughs> so how did you find out about your debut and what was the build up like to that mate 
Um, a bit mental, to be honest. Um, it was Catalan, Catalan away. I think it might have been uh, Easter Monday. Was it? Was it? Was it Easter Monday? Yeah, wait, I'll put this light on because yeah, no worries. Yeah, I think it was um, Easter Monday game, and I think he only told me. I think he only told me the day before that I was playing. Can't remember who was injured. Can't remember if it was Lloyd or Aaron Jeremiah. And I think it was out of me, Danny Walker. And I don't think he quite thought Danny Walker was ready at the time. He was he was a couple of years younger than me. He'd have only been 16, 17. Um, yeah, and he just said, you you good, sweet to play this week, Catalan. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's have it. And he was like, oh, play nine. I was like, oh. Yeah, just a bit of a blur now, trying to think back like into, into detail about it. All I can remember is... Can remember Dave Taylor having me running at me off a scrum and carrying me on his back for a bit, but it weren't just you, he does it so you may don't worry about uh, it. But, but yeah, I can just remember just be I can remember being in the changing room and Sam Brooks was next to me because he was debuting too. He'd, he'd come from Whitehaven that season as well. Um it was just a bit surreal to be honest, because I've I've never been to Catalan before either. And the Academy were playing actually, so all the lads were there watching me. It was just mad, it was class. It was, you know, one of the best experiences I've had, to be honest. And it, it's a strange, like, people won't understand the whole day is a strange day for you, so you're probably meeting early, you're flying. It's like... You're expecting to play in heat. Playing the game's the easy part. Yeah. Any, it's, game day is the worst day of the week. Like, just the nerves, the anxiety, like, going to the game, like, thinking have you prepared right have you done everything right just overthinking everything like when you're on the field you're fine but leading up to it is awful yeah. uh, and you know luckily it went all right and you know I've got a couple of couple more games at the back end of the season right so are you in a nervous player job or like nah, before a little bit when I was when I was younger mate I used to like sometimes look around changing rooms and and see like some of the players and that and think, oh, what am I doing here? Do you know what I mean? Like, but as I've got a bit older and you know, I've played quite a few games now, it's just sort of eased off. Like, I do still get nervous. Like, yeah, it's healthy to be nervous, but at the start, it was it was different. Yeah, yeah. Good, different. Like looking back at it now, like because you've got nothing to worry about really. Like, especially when you got on the field, it's just what you're doing it. Yeah. So them couple of hookers there, mate. Great hookers to learn off, aren't they? Because Lloyd only got better with us, I thought, didn't he? And, and as has uh, been on it, Annie. Yeah, I've I've had um, an opportunity to play with some some good hookers and some great people to learn off. Um, Lloyd White was was class. Lloyd, like his skill was unbelievable. I think he come from like um, a union background. So his service is the best I've seen and probably the best I've seen today as well. Yeah. And just the way he, he ran with the ball, just effortless. He was effortless and he was um, deceivingly quick as well. Yeah. And then Azza was the flip side. Azza was like sharp, tricky, you know, smart. You know, there were, there were two two very good hookers to have in front of me at the time to sort of learn my craft off. Well, as as you play in more, mate, what what things stand out for you at Witness? So you've played in derbies, you've played in Magic Weekends, you've 
you've you've been in close games and won in close games and lost them. You've we hit rock bottom with liquidation and that you've been from the very highs to the very lows, all in a short space of witness, and you're a young lad, aren't you? I was all yeah. that. Oh, I think that that season we got relegated, which was obviously a tough, tough thing to happen to us. I can remember being in Toronto. We got beat off Toronto, and it was we'd we'd had to win the next day game by sixty or something. It just wasn't happening, so we knew we'd been relegated, and you know that feeling was awful. Like you never knew if you were going to have a job, and, yeah. Uh, and then you get through that. And, and you stay in the championship and then all the crack happens with liquidation and stuff. But, you know, look, looking back at all that now, the way that the club got through it and the way that the community all stuck together, like just just, just everyone and all the players and the season we had on the back of it. And that, that's probably the, the moment that will stick with me forever, I reckon. Yeah. Just... 24 hours where the club could have gone under and people are still in the office working all night, selling anything they can get their hands on just to keep just to keep the club alive and everyone bought in. Didn't matter who they were, everyone bought in from the streets of witness, you know what I mean? And yeah. That's something that'll stick with me forever. That 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 it was it was brilliant. Well you just kept waggies afloat, didn't you? We're in leggies every day. <laughs> yeah. Or if we were gonna have any money. You're trying, you're trying to keep the spirit up in Leggy. She's a training on Simi's rugby league pitch, aren't you? Oh. Which is weren't sure to do. They told us we weren't allowed to train and we all trained off the back, off our own backs here at our own risk. It, it's stuff that the, the, the everyday fan don't see, Jordan, isn't it? Yeah. And it's then, a sacrifice you made and thankfully now it's reaping for you. I know we didn't go on to do anything as such in the season after it went under. We had a few decent performances along the way, but, you know, the lads all stuck together and stuff. And, you know, it's one of the best group of lads, well, probably the best group of lads I've ever been involved in. And, you know, I've got some friendships from life, for life yeah. from that, even the boys that moved back home and stuff, you know, I still talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a special group of players that. That's it, mate. And, and the Wembley appearance as well, eh? It didn't last very long, but, yeah. yeah. But mate, you were there, and it box ticked, didn't it? Yeah, I was there, box ticked. Failed <laughs> for a couple of minutes, but you know, I'd love to go back and and write a few wrongs. Yeah, great, great chance the way you were playing though. But so, what what a, a derby like for you? How did, what was a week of a derby like? Witness derby. Yeah. Good, mad. <laughs> A really small town, so you probably couldn't move either, could you, for someone or people yeah. saying? But them, them games were class, mate. The, the stadium was always like it was the one time of this the season the stadium will be full. Do you know what I mean? It's not many very often you, yeah, you pack it out, but yeah, the build up and that because it's genuine hatred in it, like they hate each other, <laughs> hate each other, and that you know, I was lucky enough to play in a couple to be honest, but um. Yeah, they were they were good. They were good games to be involved in. Tough yeah. physical, but yeah, good games to be involved in. Yeah. So you had a loan spell at London. Yeah. I'll, I'll, when you're getting told that, mate, how, how is it to be told you're going on loan? Do you do you have ah. been very positive throughout your career? So do you see it as a chance or is it yeah. a bit? Of a... Yeah, a little bit like that, but um, a bit mental, really, like because. 
the off season before, so like the the pre the pre season, I've played. I, I think I'd started all the pre season games. I think Lloyd and Hazard had both been out injured, and he pulled me. Dennis had pulled me and said, "Oh, you've been brilliant, like like one of the best players and stuff." And but these two are back this week. He was like, "So mad at it." It's just it happens everywhere. Like yeah. I was only um, and it's rugby league. It happens at every team. Do you know, like when the team players come back or the leaders come back, they go genuinely. They go straight back in unless you've been outstanding. Um, so it was like, oh, you're gonna have to wait your turn. So, anyways, I was like, sweet. It was like opportunities to go to London. London were a good team, full time. They were gonna they're gonna compete, and I thought. Oh, May as well, got now to lose. Um, yeah, so I went down there and you know, I had a great month down there to be honest, it, winning every week. But as soon as, as soon as I got there, they were playing Cass, and I think I'd signed my terms to, to go on loan. And I think, um, I think Lloyd pulled his calf, or something like that. <laughs> so I think Danny Walker ended up playing, and he was behind yeah. me at, at the time. Um, and I was like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> Why me? Do you know what I mean? Why always me? Yeah, but, no, I didn't take it to heart or anything because I knew, I think I was only, still only 19, still had a bit of development to do and it was only going to stand me in good stead going forward and, you know, come back off the back of that four week and went straight back into the team. So, you know, I must have done right. And, you know, it was, a, it was another opportunity for me to learn and experience a different environment and a different place to live. Right. So if we can sum up your spell at Witness, mate, how, how would you call it? Um, I love witness. Um, I love the town of the club. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time at witness. Um, it gave me an opportunity to obviously sign at home. Without witness, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. There's not a chance I would be anywhere. Without doubt, I've got a lot of lot of time for people at the club. Um, it will still speak to quite regularly. You know, I've met very good people in there, and you know. I can't speak highly enough of, of the club and, and the town and the people of it. Right. So how did the, the big move to Hull come about and, and who else was having a chat with you at the time? Um, Hull actually come about a year earlier than, than I signed. Okay. Relegated. There was a bit of sniff that they, that they wanted me and, you know, I spoke to them. We couldn't make it work in terms of I was under the compensation rail, so if I'd have gone there, yeah. I would have paid quite a substantial amount of money to witness for me. Okay. And they were trying to move someone on at the time as well to sort of try and make it happen, but, you know, it didn't happen. I think that's why I held off that re-signing for witness for a little bit in hope that that would happen. Um, but then, no, the, the year after when I was out, fully out of contract and... I was that year older, none of it none of it mattered. And you know, they come back in for me and you know, we, we got it sorted pretty quickly, to be honest. Yeah, massive club, mate, a great move for you. So again, it's a new changing room, isn't it? New characters, a new style yeah. of play. How how's that? Oh, it was it was tricky going in, mate, because I just fractured my eye socket and that at, at Wembley. So I hadn't done any training in the off season because I couldn't physically do anything. Yeah. So I think going in in on the 
the way I would have wanted to, to be honest. And I, it was the first club I'd been to where I didn't know anyone at all either. So it was literally a fresh start for me. Um, I'd just had a baby. We'd moved up there. It was it was quite daunting. It was quite scary, to be honest. But, you know, it's been great. And, you know, I've got absolute no regrets whatsoever about my, about my move up here. Yeah, did the, the lads help you? Did the club help you settle in? And yeah, the club were great. Yeah. Especially welfare manager, Fekker. He's an absolute champion of a bloke. And, you know, to be fair, everyone, everyone really helped me. Um, settling and stuff and the lads have been class from, from day one I got here and it didn't take me very long to to build some friendships up yeah. so how, how was a derby at home then mate is it <laughs> off the scale yeah massive oh yeah it's Ackle, just, it's like when I spoke to Akko Akko said it's, it's like something you've not seen it's mental like just running out, I can remember. I played the, I think it was the second game of the season, the first season I come here, and we beat Leeds away, and then we went there. And there's twenty odd thousand at home at our ground. Fireworks all gone off. I was just running out like, what is going on here? It was like a grand final, that, isn't it? Uh, it was, it was mental. It was unbelievable. I just wish because of COVID and stuff, mate. We haven't actually, had, I haven't played at um, Hulky High yet. Played uh, one at St. Helens, but that wasn't the same. But yeah. oh, the build up and that is just ridiculous. No one speaks. They were like black and white. <laughs> like they don't until after the game, and you yeah. just can't. You know, like they don't live it down. It's the lives. Mm. I mean, they live and breathe yeah. it. Bulls mad, mate. Like you walk out the house and walk to the shop, you see the rugby top. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, the, it's just everywhere. You can't escape it. So what? What's it like? With like whole city, you know the footy. Do you reckon you probably you probably take that over really? Yeah, rugby's bigger than the football. I reckon I would say. But yeah, I think whole FC get more bigger crowds than than whole right. city. Oh, that's must make a boss atmosphere then, mate. Great, yeah. Like I think, like I don't think I've played in front of less than ten thousand at home since I've been here. Um, and then obviously Derby's like twenty odd. Yeah, the bigger games are fifteen-ish. It's yeah, it's 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 class, and that and I try not to take it for granted. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like yeah, try and live it every time. But you know, it's great, and there's there's not many clubs that that have that luxury of being able to play in front of that many fans every week. Do you know what I mean? So that's not me. So what what's your thoughts on a magic weekend? Is that something you're enjoying? You look forward to, mate. Yeah, Magic Weekend's class. It's, it's just different. It's just nice to get out and experience different stadium stuff. I don't think I've actually ever won at a Magic Weekend, to be honest. <laughs> but <laughs> it's always a, it's always a good, it's always a good, um, good event. You know, it's always nice to get up to Newcastle. Newcastle Stadium's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, get up there and Hull always have a massive following, so they're always loud and proud and that. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Magic Weekends, to be honest. I think it's it's great how all the game just gets together and, and watches them all. Like, so How was that phase through lockdown, mate? Is it like literally every day you were getting tested before training, after training, you're playing in empty grounds? Was it was it mad, that, really? Yeah, bonkers. I think it ended up, like, the back end of it just ended up becoming normal. Yeah. And, like... 
Yeah, it was it was it was like man, it didn't feel like a game like they're on Sky and they've got the fake noise, but like when you're there at the game, it's like dead. Yeah, but you're playing a trainer match against someone. Well, that's how I felt anyway. Yeah, yeah, I didn't enjoy it one bit, and then that first game where fans were back, everyone was like, "What's well, this?" <laughs> <laughs> you want the fake noise? <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Nah, I didn't enjoy playing in front of. No fans, to be honest. Yeah. It's well, not what you're in the game for, is it? First is enjoyment, but seconds for them little buzzes, Jordan. It? It's all about it, all the fans being there and stuff and, and coming out and cheering and that. But um, no, I wasn't a big fan of playing behind closed doors. And, you know, I hope it ne- never has to go back like that. Coach Wood, mate, yeah, definitely. So, what, with with whole spending, because it's, it's evident they spend the budget, don't they? And, have got massive names and that. What expectations do you have? And every year when you're getting tipped by people and that, I know what you're going to say because you don't look into that sort of thing. Do you? you do literally go week by week. But how, how do you feel playing under them expectations? Because no offence at witness, other than our fans, because we think the world beat us at times, don't we? You, yeah. you don't really have that that heavy pressure, do you, as being title contenders or top four, which is probably should be an hour, aren't you? It's easy to say that you don't look into it too much and, and all this, but, you know, there's just social media and, and all this, there's just that much expectation on them. Like, you're right, but we, we deserve it. Yeah. I mean, like, they're a big club and spend a lot of money and, you know, put squads together that on paper should be competing with, with any team in the comp and, you know, we've not been doing it consistently enough um, over the past couple of seasons. And who knows what that's down to because, you know, every day at training, you see everyone training and just, it just wasn't happening for us, was it? Just consistently. You know, I'm hoping this season we've turned a corner, you know, we're, we're starting to hit a bit of form now. We've got a big game against Wigan. I think this is a big, big one for us this week. Wigan away. Um, to see if we really have turned that corner and we can turn into that that ruthless team who's consistently good. Um, you know, because there's no doubt about it that we've got the players to be up there competing for top four Challenge Cups and Grand Finals. But definitely. Us as, a, us as a group, we're just sort of taking it week by week and trying not to get too far ahead of ourselves and, you know, just preparing well and, you know, putting our best foot forward on game day. You know, it's still only early in the season, so... You know, hopefully we can just keep ticking these games on going a bit of a run and, you know, we'll see where we are come September time. That's it, mate. Winning becomes an habit, doesn't it? And it's a good habit to have. Yeah. So, what are your future ambitions? Because you're obviously, you're achieving. And from what the way you've been, you've been confident, but you thought, like, probably are. I've an handful of games here. Someone's got injured, I've kicked on their work. Regardless of who's fit, which majority people are at home, you're finding game time all the time, mate, whether it's 9, 13. What were your expectations to play most weeks and what are your expectations? I think that first year I signed, I think that was like when I sat down and spoke with my agent and that, we sort of saw that as like in a transition year type of thing. Um, sort of find your feet. You've signed for obviously a big club and but it, it turned into like a 15, 17 game season for me and you know, I really had to find my feet early and, 
you know, probably, I don't know, I, to be fair, mate, I was pretty happy with my first year um, with the way I played and stuff. And, you know, I was really excited going into last year, thinking oh, I've got an opportunity to kick on here. Hodge had come in. Um, obviously, I knew when I'd had it with this academy, so I thought, oh, going to get a, a real good crack here to kick on. But, you know, last year was a bit disappointing. Um I probably put a bit of pressure on myself because my role had changed a little bit in the team and, you know, I was sort of being used as that last half an hour trying to spark something, but it's probably not what sort of player I am. You know, I sort of like playing longer minutes and growing into the game and, yeah. and you know, getting in that grind with teams, you know, be physical and tough, but, yeah, it wasn't working for me last year and, I sort of was then putting more pressure on myself because I knew I was only playing 20 minutes at the end of the game to try and do something and it just just wasn't happening. So, no, obviously, I tried to put last season aside and there was a bit of speculation in the off-season and that about, about where I was going to be and, and, and what was going on. And, you know, I just sort of used that as fuel and, you know, I started this season probably, I reckon I'm probably playing the best rugby of my career so far and you know I've just sort of took that pressure off myself and just gone out and enjoying my rugby again and just playing a little bit of a different role again playing through the middle as a 13 and, and slotting a, at nine and a half back and that and you know I'm enjoying it mate I just, just want to keep kicking on now really just keep my head down but man so you, you touched on that speculation though. to be honest I didn't see it I wasn't a bat the move for you because I think you've been a bit hard on yourself there really but how do you call it with that sort of thing? Like, like, can you just brush it off, or does it hit you a little bit? No, nah, it's, it's yeah, it rattles you a bit, mate. Like, because you're on holiday and stuff, and like, I was on holiday with my family, and you know, it's just a cloud over your head. Like, you don't know, like, what, what's going. Obviously, I knew I was contracted, so I always had that, that there. Yeah. But then it's like, are you wanted? What's your role going to be? Like, is there any point in staying if I'm not going to play? Yeah. But then you're like, it's so late, so late in the year. Everyone else has done their recruitment. So where are you gonna go? Yeah, you um, moved up there. You've bought your house. You've got a family. So this is, so this is my thing. And then I just had that mindset where I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just train hard in the off season, go back in and just give it a crack. And you know that's what I've done. I think, and and it's paid off for me I'm knocking some decent consistent performances out on that and you know finding my feet again and you know I feel like I'm playing well um, so you know long may it continue and you know just, just keep my best foot forward every week that's it. everything happens for the reason mate doesn't it so yeah so just before I get on to a few daft questions with you mate you were still at with this. What would you be thinking of these Monday night games? Um, I think it's great for the for the sport. Yeah, I think it's great for the championship as well for like some of the lads that aren't used to the exposure of playing on telly and that because I know it does. It is a good thing, mm. um, but then the other side of it, it's like the lads who are working and getting off work the next day and all and all this crap. But yeah. I'm a big fan of them, especially. Nah, watching them, so much watching them Monday night as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. I think it's good. I think it's good, good for the sport and good, yeah. good cover 
not for the championship because there's some good players in the championship, mate. Like a lot of players who play Super League have come through the championship system. Um, and then championship teams are flooded with ex Super League players. So, you know, it's a good competitive league and, you know, there's some money flying about there, isn't there? So there's, there's some good. There's lads there that simply just doesn't make sense for him to step up as well, isn't there? It's That's not it. That do it. It just doesn't suit him. It just doesn't suit him whatsoever. Fair enough. And it, oh, it never goes away, does it? But the Cumbrian merger, like, what would what would your thoughts on that? Because every time someone does well, like like Barra played well against other fields, the, the yeah. merger come up. White Haven have a good game. Merger comes up. Workington do well. I don't know if it, they need a merger or they need a, a franchise. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's I don't, a good point. Actually, I don't think a, I don't think a merger would work. I just don't think the the different sets of fans and towns would buy into it. Yeah, too much history and rivalry there. White everyone working. That's one of the most like talk about the other derbies. Like it's maybe not as high scale in terms of fans, but like the hatred veiled, you know what I mean? It's a it's a big derby that I've never ever played in one, but I'd love to. Um got years yet, mate. Yeah, not yet, but yeah, just I just don't think a merger would work, but I believe a franchise could potentially work. Yeah, that's a good idea. That. I've never actually thought of that. When they but just put there and and give them an opportunity to grow in it. They were given a license and given a five-year license of such or something like that. I, think, I believe that would work. Yeah, that's a good show. Well, like um, Penrith or somewhere a bit further back, to you know where it's easy accessible from the M6, so you can still get your travellers and that as well. But you need to be careful, mate. You'll get your job in the rugby league after playing. <laughs> Don't be spouting stuff like that. <laughs> right, so. Couple of daft questions for you first, mate. So, any pre-match superstitions? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm straightforward, mate. Just down the line, I don't believe in all that shite. Fair enough. Just take my bag with my boots and me, me budgie smugglers in. That's me. <laughs> uh, toughest player you played with and against? Toughest player I've played with. Um. Harrison Hansen pretty tough, man. He couldn't add some laughs at him. Just body. His body was absolutely ruined. In the gym, it was an absolute comedy act. You couldn't even stand you doing like lunges and stuff. You had to hold the pole because yeah. he was that. Um but in terms of yeah, Hirsch is definitely up there. Um Hep Cahill was a competitor, he was a tough bloke. Um Gaz Ellis. Yeah, I'd probably go Gaz. I reckon Gaz, I was lucky enough to play a few games with Gaz and, you know, he was just led by his actions and, you know, one of them, just one of them blokes when he spoke, he listened. Yeah. He would lead the way. What about against? Toughest bloke I've played against. I should have had a think about this, shouldn't I, before... before <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mac, Mickey Mac's tough in the middle. He he throws it about, doesn't he? Um, yeah. 
definitions are tough are very different as well, JJ, aren't they? It's... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's different, isn't it? Like, you can go phys- physically tough, mentally tough. Um, Mickey Max one that pops up a lot, though. Yeah, it is tough. I don't usually cop it off him, though. He's more after the bigger boys, eh? He doesn't really pick up. <laughs> yeah, I'd pop it off with Mickey Max. Yeah, right. So, favourite away ground? My favourite away ground to play at is Castleford, the jungle. Yeah. Class. Love playing there. We've just played there, to be honest, and it wasn't a very good afternoon, but um, just just the atmosphere and the crowd, they're just on top of you. Like, it's small. It's one of the... You like the old grounds, then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Evan Boyana, so... And <laughs> that, you know, I like that. But, yeah, the jungle's class, mate. Just everyone's there around, and especially when all taking big... Followings like they do, the atmosphere is unbelievable. Right. So, say you were in leggies, you've had a few all semis because you, you know, witness a little bit. You've had a few, mate. You're with the lads, the mics in your hand, what you're giving us. MC Smalley, that's my name. That's yeah. my name. Did it on um, my um, drink up when I first come to Hull, where you do like the initiation song, and like I was yeah. getting into you with the lads, I was like, right, I'm do MC Small here now, but you're gonna to have to do it with me and we'll get it going. I got up on stage and started singing, and everyone just went quiet. No, <laughs> and kicked me out. Well, I've never been so embarrassed in my life, and I'm not one to easily get embarrassed either. <laughs> oh, class, mate. It's what it's about, isn't it? It's what it's about. So, I know I've, uh, I've done your adding with this one, mate, but it's your one to 13. Right, I, this is one thing I have written down. And there's a, few, there's a few tough calls and I might have upset a few people here, but it is what it is. Double up, mate, double up. Um, so, full-back, I've gone Jake Connor, just yeah. simply because he's unplayable on his day. And I think just some of the form he's showing lately is just, just ridiculous. And some of the things he's doing with balling on is just... No-one can compete with him. Um, on the right wing, I've gone Corey Thompson. I think just when it comes to witness and what, what he's done at witness in such a poor, in not going to say poor team, because that first year he was here, we actually done quite well. But, you know, in not one of the top six sides, he was he was a freak, wasn't he? He just, just yeah, tries to and that just over two years and he was great. Um, right centre, this was a toss-up, this one, because I've played with some great centres, right centre, and playing with one at the minute, Carlos, and, but I've gone with, um, I think I'm going to go with Gels, just edging Bridgie out. I think just because of his, you don't know what he's going to give you. Yeah. Oh, you know, like coming out of yardage and that Gels is fit and he's strong and he's carries in that class, but going into the other half, mate, you just don't know what he's going to do when he's got the ball in his hand, whether he's going to chip over, grubber through. And I feel like a team needs a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The Close one with Bridgie because Bridgie one on one with with defending in front of him was ridiculous. That in and out with like it was stupid, had it? <laughs> Left centre, Josh Griffin. I think just his ball carries coming out the backfield and his lines in when you get up the field, he's just an animal and he's yeah, and strong and hard to handle. And on the other wing, this was a toss up. This it could have been either player, but I've gone with Chris Nini who just edged Patty Arvan out. Just 
gone with a bit of nimble and speed on the other wing, and I've just gone for brute strength and power on the other wing. The big boy, yeah. One on one, mate. No one's stopping in either line. Either you're getting bumped off. And to be honest, I'm going to go on a standoff now. And this one was. I picked this player because when I started playing, and and I think he was just witness, witness his main man, his captain. He was, he was our best player. Everyone looked up to him. In the video room, he was brilliant. He used to basically lead the videos. I've gone with Kev Brown. Um, he was Mr. Witness at the time, wasn't he, when I came through, and he was just unplayable. Just that cut winger and his ability to play numbers in front of him and his skill. He was just, he was unplayable at times, wasn't he, Kev? Yeah. You know, and I played with some great sixes, like I was going through them. I played with Albert Kelly, who's playing at NRL now. And, Obviously, Josh Reynolds now has won the State of Origin series. But, you know, I think just going off form and when I played with them, I think Kev just gets it for me. Um, from Luke Gale, just because I haven't played with Gale that much, but when he come into Hull and just seeing what he's about and his leadership and the way he talks about rugby and the way he talks on the field, it's just a proper scrum half, general, great kicking game. And a good block as well, so he's in there. Props, I've gone Chris Satter. Yeah. He's just a freak at the minute, and he's just too big to handle. He's winning every rock too, and, you know, the metres. Um, and I've, I've gone with Danny Alton at Hooker because just, just because of his longevity and, you know, something that, like, Mint doesn't get recognised for is how good his skill actually is. I think he just gets known for being a tackler and and being tough and competitive, but, you know, he's like the glue in the middle of that team. Oh, and, you know, he's a captain for years and years, and, you know, he's a great bloke as well. So he gets to nod just over Lloyd White, I reckon. Yeah. I've pushed Hep up to prop, to be my other prop, obviously, another competitor, fit, led by his actions from the front. You know, you always need a grafter in your team. Back rowers, Matty Whitley, I think just the energy he brings, um, and his competitive nature as well. Um, he's not the biggest, but you know he's always there in defence, and you know his fitness gets him out of the shit quite a lot of time. And you know he's a great player. And then on the other end, you've gone the Tongan Terminator, Manu Mo. Yeah. He's a no-brainer. Just the way he carries the balls, just ridiculous. Sometimes in training, I just think I'm pleased I ain't opposite you this week. That is it, nasty, I dummy. Horrible, just so fast. You don't realise how quick he is. He's just... And then, locking the scrum. I only played a few games with him and I'm going to give him captain as well. Gaz Ellis. He's just one of the greats, isn't he? Yeah. Whoever played the game. So, yeah, that's my best for him. Just a quick reminder that Bydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Eggin. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Eggin, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. Thanks to our sponsors by Dell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Eggin and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.